T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, May the 7th, and we come off a four-game sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers. How about those Philadelphia Phillies break them up? Awesome to see. Look, uh, couldn't have come at a better time, right? After the season, that the way this has gone with um, not just the 6-6, 7-7, 8-8, 9-9, 10-10, 11-11, 12-12, 13-13, and 13, mediocrity of it all, the you know 14-game stretch or whatever it is, just win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But also coming off that series against the Mets, which, you know, first of all, you fall two games below 500 for the first time this season. And on top of that, it also just... It really felt like a low point for this team this season, didn't it? It really did. It felt like that game, the Sunday night game against the Mets with the um, botched play in the field, the Hoskins holding on to the ball and not paying attention, VR scoring from third, the Hoskins home run that gets taken away, and the, the way you lose that game, it just, losing two or three in that series, the last two in particular, the way they did the one-run games, just a... Um, it was a tough. It was a tough beat that series. It really was. It was a frustrating series as a Phillies fan. Had you questioning everything about the team, and then, boom, boom, the Brewers come to town. The Phillies boat race them four straight, and and by that we mean win four games by five runs. But we'll take it. We will take it. A win's a win's a win's a win. Yes, they won two nothing. They won a two run game instead of one run game. Seven straight one run games they had played, and then they finally get an insurance run yesterday. What a miracle that was! But. Um, look, it was a big one yesterday, and a big series for this Phillies team, especially when you consider they did it without Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper not playing in any of these four games, and they find a way to win all four? Hmm. Damn good. Now, obviously, at home. So, you know, we need this team 13-6 and six at home this season. Uh, obviously, much worse on the road. So, so they need to be better on the road at a, a big three-city road trip coming up, starting in Atlanta this weekend. We'll get to those games a little bit later in the show. But um, look, here's what I'm thinking. It's Friday. The Phillies are 17-15. and 15. They're two games above 500. The first time since the start of the season, we're going to focus on the positives. Today. We're going to react to yesterday's game, and then we're going to look at some positives because I'll, I'll admit it, I've been very frustrated with this team. Like, it's been a frustrating run here. You know, the defense is awful. Girardi's been awful. We've had multiple moments of just little league boneheaded type of stuff, poor base running, all that stuff. There's been things to get upset about. The center field position. I mean, come on, right? I mean, come on. There's so much to get upset about, but it's a Friday. We're going to the weekend. And you know what? The Phillies are in first place. Let's focus on the good today. Let, let's turn this thing around because 
even though they have been an incredibly frustrating team this season, as evidenced by the, the way we've talked about them and, and all the holes and the issues and all that, they are somehow sitting here in first place in the division in May. So, you know, they're doing some things right. So we'll dive into it. Let's, let's look back at yesterday's game first, and then we'll dive into it all, the positives um, of, of what we've seen from this team lately, which, again, I think there's, there's real reason for positivity for a few reasons. We'll get into it. First and foremost, prior to the game yesterday, roster move, not positive. Jojo Romero having to go to the I.L. with an arm strain. Ranger Suarez back in action up on the team. Nice to see Ranger back, I suppose. Um, but Jojo sent down. Look, Jojo clearly wasn't right, clearly not pitching well. So um, whatever works to get him back to where we need him to be. So hopefully it's not something serious. We get Jojo back at some point. But um, that was the move prior. Then yesterday's game, a nice day game. And boy, did it move. What a quick game, right? I mean, that game flew by. It was awesome to see an under three-hour game. as a, It was a pitching duel. It was a pitching duel, Zach Wheeler complete game shutout second one we've gotten with Phillies this season second nine inning complete game shutout Wheeler goes nine allows only three hits two of them in the ninth by the way had one hit through eight innings no runs obviously in the two nothing victory eight strikeouts no walks uh um Tom McCarthy said at the end of the game that that only four it was either McCarthy or Fransky I was listening to I was watching the game. I was walking my dogs. I was listening on uh, Scott in L.A. while I was doing that. So one of the two to said uh, only, uh, I believe it was actually Fransky, now that I'm thinking about it, um, only uh, only four three-ball counts all game for Wheeler was really just locked in. Awesome, awesome, awesome outing from Zach Wheeler. And it's what we needed because as we talked about yesterday heading into this game, like, and as we saw, Brandon Woodruff is a stud. They were going in with the pitching disadvantage, even with Zach Wheeler on the hill, and it didn't play out that way. Even I mean, Woodruff was great, six and two thirds, eleven strikeouts, uh, two hits, two walks, only allows one run. Alec Bohm, a beautiful oppo boppo home run in the seventh inning, made it one to nothing. It was zero zero through the six into the seventh, and um, they get a run. Uh, Reese Hoskins able to knock in an insurance run, RBI double in the eighth. And that was enough. Zach Wheeler able to close it out after that again. Um, you know, really, um, you know, all, all praise for yesterday to Zach Wheeler. Um, again, uh, they needed him. You know, especially again, like we talked about, this is a Brewers team that, in terms of pure talent, um, not as good as the Braves, not as good as the Mets, not as good as a lot of these teams that they've played, even though the record's there. Um, at least from an offensive perspective. Pitching-wise, this Brewers team is awesome from the starters down to the bullpen, even though somehow, some way, we make it through a four-game series and don't see Devin Williams or Josh Hader. Uh, thank you, Greg Council. Really appreciate it. Josh Hader is their closer, so I get you're not going to see him, and you know, they were losing all games. But even so, I mean, Devin Williams is the best reliever. We didn't see that guy once. They were all one-run games. Oh, what the hell? What, what Craig Council was thinking, and without the, the multiple times we've talked about with bunts and stuff, Craig Council was awful this series. And look, it does it make me feel a little uh a little less um angry at Joe Girardi. Maybe Girardi's not quite as bad as I made him out to be. Yeah, a little bit. Seeing how bad Craig Council is, but I, look, Girardi's got to be better, but Council is worse this series. Uh even though the lineup card snafu, we'll say, was definitely the the most notable mistake by manager of the series. Um uh Council was terrible. And thank you. Uh, you know, that extra insurance run, if he goes to Devin Williams, they probably don't get it. Um, and granted, they didn't score in the bottom of the ninth, but, or top of the ninth, but it's still a, 
a tougher spot for the Brewers, you know, to, to have to get two instead of one. Um, you play the game differently. Um, but ultimately, again, uh, Zach Wheeler did his job. Zach Wheeler in a game against an ace. Shut it down. Got the Phillies a, a needed win before a road trip. Again, you know, as, as good and as happy as we are about the Phillies and as much as we are going to focus on some positives today, um, they got a tough road trip coming up because they're heading for three in Atlanta, three in Washington, and then three against Toronto in Florida in Dunedin. Um, all three of those teams are talented, you know, and obviously the Braves super talented. Um, so this is just no joke, this road trip coming up. Nine games on the road. This team has been horrible on the road. Then they come home, they got Miami and Boston, a six-game set, them back on the road. So, uh, and that's another long stretch as they have four in Miami, two in Tampa, three in Cincinnati. So the Phillies are going to be playing 18 of their next 24 games on the road. 18 of their next 24. Gotta be better. Gotta be better on the road. They have to be. They must be. They must be. It is imperative. Again, 18 to 24. This could go thing go sideways quickly. They're only 17 and 15. They're not, you know, miles out in front. Um, but assuming they can get those road woes kind of going, this was that that that's why this was such a big win yesterday. Like they needed that game in a tough spot against a big time pitcher who pitched like a big time pitcher. And Zach Wheeler outgunned him. So shout out to Zach Wheeler. That was a that was a, a, a big-time performance yesterday. And, yeah, the Brewers aren't the best offense. We saw that this series. They're not that good. But even still, that was a big-time performance. Zach Wheeler's not had three big-time starts this year. Opening uh, his first start of the season against the Braves, the seven shutout with the ten strikeouts. The start against the the, the Mets where he goes eight innings, uh, goes for the complete game, unable to finish it out um, as he you know they walk the first base run in the ninth and then um, gets pulled and they end up getting the save. But... Um, this is Wheeler's third start of seven plus innings, no runs and eight or more strikeouts. I mean, that's, that's big time, it's big time. And Noel's been great. Eflin's been great. They got a top three, man. Good segue. Let's get into the positives. Cause again, we focused a lot on the negatives because look, it, it, it fairly, I will say like justifiably focused. I mean, Joe Girardi's been bad. You know, I'm not the only person talking about how disappointing Joe Girardi's been. And again, he's being bad in very obvious, notable, hard-to-argue-with ways. I mean, again, you know, that that was that lineup card thing was tough. That was a tough one to, to deal with, to, to, to um, rationalize, you know what I'm saying? But, um, and, on top, and again, like, this team has lacked consistency. They clearly have a, a disastrous hole in center field. Um they clearly have a problem with the four or five starter spot. I mean, Vincent Velasquez in the rotation right now. I mean, dude, you know, the back end of the bullpen has struggled at times. So there are reasons. And again, this is the first team this did. The Phillies have won four straight now, first time since the start of the season, but it was also the first time they won two straight since the start of the season when they won the first two games of the series. So, so I think it was, with, and we were two games under 500 before this year. So I think it's very fair to be critical of this team. And I think very fair to still be concerned about things. But, again, for today, for Friday, coming off a four-game sweep. You don't get that many four-game sweeps. You don't. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun thing. It's an impressive thing. Coming off that four-game sweep, I think. I think let's talk about the positivity. Like I said, and there are reasons to be positive. Again, let's just go through them, all right, one by one. And, and let's start with what we saw yesterday from Zach Wheeler. And, and I know we've talked about it a bit, but um, Nola Wheeler-Eflin's real. I mean, that's a, that's a top three. I mean, that's a real, legitimate, 
go to war with them top three. I mean, you look at the teams in the, the National League, I mean, in reality, obviously the Dodgers, you would say, have a better top three with Kershaw, Bueller, and Bauer. That's fair. And bigger thing, they have a better four or five. And that's, look, that's where you'll see. Like, the other teams we're going to talk about here, you could say they have a better, you know, a better uh, a better three, four, a better four, five, whatever. But, um, but in terms of the top three, I mean, you look at it this way. Uh, in the National League, like, honestly... And, you know, you could look, the Mets, DeGrom is so good that he raises the level of that top three, but is are the Phillies better than DeGrom, Stroman, and Peterson, or whoever their third is? Yeah, I think they are. Are they better than what the Braves are out there? You know, Morton and, and Anderson and those guys. And and Freed, when healthy. Not healthy, but when healthy. Yeah, I think they're better than those three. Da, uh, Miami, better. Washington, better. I mean, my, Washington right now, Strasburg, um, you know, uh, Scherzer, that Corbin is a disaster. Now, Scherzer is still really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Max Scherzer is legit. There's no question about that. And he's looked legit. He's very good. But um, but otherwise, you know, Strasburg, not there yet, has been injured, throwing sim games, still not the same. So I think you say they're the best top three in the National League East. You look around the rest of the National League, better than the Cardinals top three? Yeah, Flaherty is the only one who's on their level. Better Milwaukee's, maybe, probably, that's a close one, right? Woodruff's as good as Nola, if not better. Uh, Freddie Peralta, whoever you want to put in there. I mean, they're good. I would still think I would take the Phillies' top three. Um, Chicago, yeah, they're better than their th- top three. Cincinnati, they're better than their top three. Pittsburgh, better than their top three. San Francisco, better than their top three. Arizona, better than their top three. Colorado, better than their top three. The Dodgers and the Padres. Dodgers are better. Padres, close. The Padres have a better five, for sure, but... Is their top three better? I don't know. It's close. So a uh, point being that this top three for the Phillies is real. It's a legitimate go-to-war with top three, the kind of top three that if you get to the playoffs and these guys are starting three of the or six of the seven games in a seven-game series in all theory, like, I think you have a chance to compete. Like, again, this team's not winning the World Series. I don't think. I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't even consider it yet. I'm going to make the playoffs for the first time in a decade. But I do think that if they can get there and down the stretch, this top three is real. It's legit. It's very good. So they got a chance. That's that's something to be excited about. Another thing we saw yesterday that makes you emboldened for the positivity. Again, we mentioned before, winning without Bryce Harper. I mean, that's huge. They're getting Bryce Harper back. That's a positive. How about Alec Bohm? Alec Bohm, the biggest hit of the game yesterday, the one that actually gave them a one nothing lead. Obviously, Rees adds the run later, but Alec Bohm has been terrible so far. And obviously the big hit yesterday, but but on the whole, I mean, Alec Bohm has been nowhere close to the player we expect, right? I mean, Alec Bohm is, I said coming into the season that I thought by the end of the season we would say Alec Bohm's the best player on this team, hitting-wise, excuse me, the best hitter on this team. He's not, very clearly. Alec Bohm batting 219 with a 250 OBP and a 351 slugging. He has a 600 OPS. That is disastrous for a guy like him. Alec Bohm will be better. Alec Bohm's going to be a force in this lineup as the season carries on. He's going to figure it out. He's already starting to figure it out. He's also been the unluckiest guy on the team. It's unbelievable how many hard hit balls this guy hits that just get gobbled up. But Alec Bohm will be better, and that's a big thing. That's a big thing for this lineup. Something we haven't talked enough about. Alec Bohm will be better. You got Hoskins. You got Harper coming back. JT's been great. Didi starting to eat up. You know Didi's going to be better. McCutcheon. Starting to get it going a little bit. The OBP above 300, 316, 365 slugging. He's actually a better hitter than Alec Bohm this year. 
believe it or not, in terms of OPS, substantially. So, you know, McCutcheon's going to be better. Miller starting to get some playing time. He's a beast offensively for them. You know, Nick Maton, maybe he's a major league player. I don't know. Looks like it so far. So, I think offensively, there's real reason for hope. This team's going to be better. And guess what? This isn't the team that's going to finish the season. That's another reason for hope. Dave Dabrowski's here. He's going to make moves if they're contending. If the Phillies are contending, you can bet your butt they're going to add a a center fielder or at least a bat. They're going to add a pitcher. Like, they're going to do these things. They know they have holes. They know this team's built. So this roster that we're seeing right now is not the final roster I expect at the end of the season. And look, positivity-wise, I know I've killed him. Joe Girardi will be better than this. Because I don't know if Joe Girardi's a great manager. He might just be an okay manager. He's not a horrible manager. At least his history in Major League Baseball tells us he's not a horrible manager. And now you can make the argument, look, it's much easier to coach those Yankees teams, right? (laughs) Much easier to go to a bullpen when you got every great reliever in baseball in your bullpen. And it's, oh, should I go to Batanzas? I'll go to Britain. I'll go to Chapman. I'll go to Mo back in the day. Like, any of them. You know, it's just like, okay. Like, the the dude had a bullpen there. So I do think that, I think Girardi will be better. Still getting a feel for this team. In in reality, he's only managed 91 games as a Phillies manager. I mean, 92 games. I guess 91 because he missed the one for his daughter's graduation. So 60 last year, 31 this year. 91 games. Nah, it's, it's just over half a season that Joe Girardi has managed. Just over half a season for this guy. So he'll be better. I really do think he'll be better. As he gets more of a feel for the guys he has. Gets more of a feel for the season. Gets more of a feel for this club. I think Girardi will be better. I really do. I don't know how good he is, but I think he'll be better. The bullpen. Archie Bradley coming back. Word is, according to Archie, he is planning, thinking that he will be back after this upcoming road trip for the Phils. Huge. How huge would that be to have Archie Bradley back? I mean, this bullpen has lacked guys in that exact role, that spot, that stopper guy, that guy you can count on to get big outs when you need him in a high leverage situation. That's Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley's coming back. That's going to be so big, so big for this team. Now, again, there are still holes. Vincent Velasquez, we can't count on him to give us six innings, one run every time or any other time ever, maybe, again. That might have been a one-time thing. Chase Anderson is a fifth starter in the fifthiest fifth sense of the word. Like, he's just, he's not great. He's not very good, right? I mean, he's not. It's okay. It's okay, Chase. We still love you, buddy. (laughs) But he's just not that good. It's okay. Again, I do think that they will add to this team. This team just needs to keep finding ways to win games. And another thing is, like, we get so micro here, and I think the Girardi Council point is a good example of that. And, and really, you know, going through and looking at the rotations, like I just mentioned, is a good way of that. But we do get micro and focused on just our issues here now in the moment with the Philadelphia Phillies and, and the issues, especially when they're as bad as some of them happen. Because let's be real, the center field thing has been, I mean, it's not as bad as the bullpen last year because it doesn't have quite the same effect on a game in the sense of, of, oh, we're, we're just going to lose because the bullpen's going to blow it every night feel, which was, as we've talked about, as bad a crappy a feeling you can have as a baseball fan watching a game and probably as a player. We talked about it last year, but the idea of, like, you could see Bryce Harper and JT and these guys when these relievers would come in, their, their, their faces would sink, their hearts would sink. You know it. We all knew it. So I don't think it's quite that bad, but it's, like, close in terms of levels of ineptitude. I mean, it's a, it's a hole, a black hole in the lineup. So... I do think that they will fix these things. They will get better in these spots. They can't be this bad. 
the center field spot will not hit 100 this year. I think. <laughs> I think. Like, that's just, you don't see that for full seasons. So, and then I think the bullpen, like, again, you know, with Archie back, that's huge. And if you add a guy, if, if Dave Dombrowski can do his thing, Dave Dombrowski's good at trading. He's made some very good trades already for the Phillies. I mean, you look at two of the trades he made this offseason. I mean, the Alvarado trade and the Coonrod trade are both steals. Like, just stealing a player. Garrett Clevenger for Jose Alvarado? Who okayed that? I, what, what, what was going on in Tampa? Were they just asleep at the wheel to just say they, they felt bad that we, we didn't end up with High and Bloom? They said, well, help you out, Dave. I don't know. Crazy. But I'll take it. The Coonrod trade. That guy's been awesome for the Bills. So I trust Dombrowski to go out and, and, and help add to this team. This team just needs to keep winning games. And, and again, back to the point. We get so micro with the center field thing and this and that. And they are issues. But other teams have issues, too. We just saw them sweep the Brewers. The Brewers came into the series 17 and 12. They were in first place in the NL Central starting the series, and they got swept four straight. And they are a flawed baseball team. Good starting pitching, but man, there were some of those guys in that lineup, and I know I talk baseball for a living. I, I play fantasy baseball. I'm all over baseball. They had a couple guys in the lineup I never heard of. I was like, who's that guy? Megaly? Who's that dude? So... Yeah, I, I think we sometimes get a little too micro. So so the, the main takeaway from all this is the idea that I, I do think that there is reason for hope with this team. You know, it's been, we're banging on them, but they're finding ways to win some games and and there's a lot of season left and things can change and adjustments can be made and we get Harper back I mean, right away. That's a big one right away. So um, there's reason for positivity. Still holes, still issues need to be addressed, but they're in first place. And that's something to be excited about. That's something to celebrate, even though it's only May. Not celebrate too much, just just be cool. Be excited about it. Be happy. All right. Um, we'll look ahead to this big, big weekend in Atlanta. Like, what a monster weekend in Atlanta in just a sec. But quickly, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, the Angels cutting Albert Pools uh, in the last year of his contract. Um, and they're moving on. Uh, I just... Made no sense to me. Like, it's the last year of the guy's career. He's one of the great baseball players of all time. Certainly the best hitter of a generation. I mean, you know, along with Trout, you know, like until Trout. Like what a what a what a what a magnificent baseball player Albert Pools was. And uh and it kind of sucks to see it end this way. You know, and obviously it sucked the last few years watching him kind of degrade and not be the same player and all that, but like Man, let the guy finish out the, the, the year with you guys. I mean, come on. You're paying him anyway. Let him finish out the year. Just I get it. You want to win baseball games. You need to win baseball games. You can't have a sieve on your roster. But, I mean, Pools is still, like, an okay hitter. I mean, he's not good, but he can still get you a hit here and there. He can still knock one out of the park. But um, it's too bad. It's too bad. I hope he finds somewhere to latch onto that makes sense to finish it out, to end the career right. Um, but um, it's a shame. And... I, you know, certainly for my money, uh, other than Mike Trout and Barry Bonds, I would probably say Albert Bulls is the second or third, you know, whether it's him or Trout, probably the second best hitter I've ever seen in my lifetime play baseball, you know, right there. One of, one of them, certainly in the, in the conversation for, for one of the best hitters I've ever seen play the sport, one world series, did it all multiple time MVP, just a, a truly astonishing career and um, really deserves all the praise, all the accolades that I'm sure he'll get when he finally hangs it up when this all ends. But um, it was a bummer to see it go out this way. Uh, it's too bad. Not that, you know, 
you know, him on the angels is some like magical site or whatever, but still a bummer. Um, all right, this weekend, what a massive, just huge series in Atlanta. Tonight, starting uh, 720, 2-720, 7-29, 7-29 tomorrow night, then Sunday night baseball yet again at 7 o'clock on Sunday as the Phillies back-to-back weeks on Sunday night baseball. Let's hope this one goes better than last Sunday night baseball with the New York Mets that we talked about already. We'll, we'll not bring it up again. Big weekend. Off day Monday, which is huge. First off day in 17 games after they will finish out this weekend. Uh, and then three in Washington, three against Toronto in Florida. But um, this weekend's a big one. Eflin versus Morton. That's uh, a big one tonight. Massive. Uh, probably the most even pitching matchup of the uh, series. Velasquez versus Ian Anderson. That's, a, I would say, an advantage to the Braves, but but you know anyone is over Velasquez. Look, Velasquez won his last start. And then Sunday, uh, Nola versus Noah. Noah's been great. He's been awesome for the Braves this year. Also, um, hit a grand slam in his last start. The Duke can hit. He's got a couple homers, I think, already on the year. Um, Huascar and Noah. Um, so that should be a big one. Um, but this is exciting. Look, if you can get Eflin and Noah, two of your big three, in this series, I'll take it. I will take it, especially because we need a wheeler yesterday for sure. So um, this is a big one. A massive series against the Braves. The Phillies are out in front of the Braves. The Braves have been playing much better baseball after a slow start. So um, it's a really exciting series. It should be a really fun series. Um, so let's go, Phils. Let's keep this momentum rolling. Maybe win five games in a row. I know it's a, an insane thought. Let's do it. Um, either way, whatever happens against the Braves, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.